0: The world's gone mad if you ask me. Every dog and his mother heading for the park or the beach forgetting about the home and all it's done for us recently. No fur off my back. The AA helps me there. Looking after house and contents. Freeing me up to work on my swimming stroke. That doggy paddle isn't as easy as it looks, you know.
1: For added peace of mind when you're working from home, the AA provides cover for home office equipment, and right now you can get 60 euro off your home insurance when you purchase online at the aa.ie. Who's got Clever Home Insurance? Minimum premium of 218 euro applies. 60 euro off online. New business policies only. Acceptance criteria, terms and conditions apply. AA Ireland Limited Trading as AA Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
2: Welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all of the plot hooks that you will ever need in any of your role-playing tabletop games. I'm your host, Ainsley Weber here with trusty co-hosts... Sebastian playing James. Incorrect. What is your name? <laughs> My name's Tully Grimley. Oh, I'm glad that you obey rules. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and... Delicious word Sandwich's
3: favourite host, old
2: Matty. Also its least favourite host. Also its
3: least favourite. And the host that they're quite, it's quite indifferent to as well. Mm-hmm. I'm its only host.
0: Please listen. And once again, <laughs> special guest. Uh, Jack, hello. It's me again. Thanks for having me back.
2: You're welcome, Jack. Thank you for taking us seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a challenge Let's not go too far shall <laughs> we <laughs> Okay well we have met Everyone before including Jack But I think that Tully has a getting To know you question for us all Oh it's in his eyes Yes it's
1: in my eyes What has been your favourite abuse of the rules Of any
2: tabletop game Ooh. Favourite Ooh.
1: abuse Yes where technically
2: the rules Say you can do this Okay the spell catapult Oh, oh my god, goodness. it's worded yeah. incredibly ambiguously. <laughs> Fantastic. Which rules as written, if you just read it, say that it will do 3d8 damage and the only thing that changes on a saving throw or not Saving through success or not Is whether or not The object that you catapult at them Stops And is at their feet Or <laughs> continues going past them Oh I love so that it's So it's a level so 1 much. That's horrific That is so Does good. more damage than A magic missile <laughs> God damn it <laughs> It has since been errated out uh, that it does, in fact, do no damage on a, on a safe. Yeah, I believe
1: my PHB, because I'm a late adopter,
2: I believe mine has that catapult printed yes. in a new way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just awkward wording. Like, knowing how it's meant to go and rereading you're like, okay, I guess that does make sense. But for... Over a year I had two players That were just like Okay, catapult It's like I've got to, <laughs> I'm going to keep A bunch of rocks with me cool. yeah, catapult. Yeah, right,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, I used to get like a Ball bearings In like your burglar pack Or whatever It's like catapult Catapult, catapult Oh, well that <laughs> so was good. That was
2: my go-to move that's In the so game good. That we played together man. Oh, yeah, that's true yeah. <laughs> Bronwyn <Brunwood laughs> would just Catapult a bag Of ball bearings <laughs> at people And if it hit them Then they would just Have to deal with The ball, ball bearings bearing yes. well. Oh, Bronwyn <laughs>
3: Um, I've never really kind of, like, I don't really consider when I just read the rules and I use it to great effect, like, abuse of the rules kind of thing. Like, I think my favourite thing is the spell Dimension Door has such a ridiculous range.
2: Mm, like a go thousand so, feet. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. A, a thousand I thought it was 500 feet. feet. It's 500 oh, feet. Five, yeah, yeah. So it's 500. That's still
0: a very... It's so yes. far.
2: Without being able to see it, you just go, anyway. So,
3: it, yeah, I've done, I've put myself in some particularly... Ridiculous situations Using Dimension Door <laughs> Yeah But yeah, my favourite Kind of thing About that rule And just it's stupid range Is that No matter where I am As long as I have This Dimension Door In my back pocket I just have like no, my, my character Just has no concept Of stakes
1: Because he just assumes He can get out Of any
2: situation
1: <laughs> I did see a fun Abuse of it Which was Because uh, you can take A willing creature Right Yeah One, yeah, one yeah. willing creature yeah. Yeah. yeah Was for somebody That trusts you If you need to get rid Of them A uh, quick smart is oh, to God. dimension door five hundred feet up with your out al- uh, with whoever this is,
2: and then just dimension door back down on your own. <laughs> Look, I yeah, I've I've DM'd players who their go to move was like, Hmm, I've got one hit point left, so uh let's just teleport 500 feet into the air above the bad guy, and just see how much fall damage I do to them. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like kamikaze
3: move. Yeah. The WWE of the (laughs) (laughs) Death of
2: Dungeons and Dragons. But um, I
3: think what my favorite kind of dimension door, like kind of adventure was, was like we were trying, we were tasked with protecting this person. They were kidnapped by trees, and these trees are passing, you were DMing this saying, and the trees are passing them, our, our, our poor escort away. And we're like, we gotta get them back. And my character was like, don't you worry, I'll Dimension Door on top of them, catch them as they're being passed away and then we'll get back and this failed because i missed and then after <laughs> and after, so i'm also being carried away by the trees now and after the fact so it was revealed that my character had fly but he just really wanted to do the oh dimension door catch he <laughs>
2: yeah, was fly fly you idiot i have no memory of that that was when i was on um, the jfk parody and like, oh, oh, from yeah, it out yeah okay.
3: i ah uh, my gift is
0: democracy, fave oh, queen. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, man. Uh, I don't think mine is, like, particularly, like, rules finicky, but I think my DM just did not understand what he had done when he when he planned this game. Oh, no. He, he said, guys, we're going to have a, a whole group party battle royale where you all fight each other, and he's levelling us all up to 20. And I was playing a druid, and I don't know if you guys know, but... When you hit, I think it's twenty or nineteen, you get unlimited wild shapes, yeah, just which is droid. unlimited <laughs> hit points. Yeah. So, it even if all of them ganged up on me, I just still won. You can't beat me. I win the game. We don't even have to fight. I'm a whale. Yeah. The
2: only <laughs> way you can possibly do that is with oh, immense carry on damage. Yeah. Crush yeah. all of you. Yeah. The the onion druid is 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 an amazing is an amazing uh kind of cap. Like, the only... and, But then, you know, monks get the only save or die. Yeah, I love that, though. So, I So, that. like, a monk could take you out, technically. Technically. But,
0: <laughs> I, but I think the druid's just got so many, so much utility as well. They could, yeah, they absolutely. Could, they could dance around monks any day. If, if, yeah. you,
2: if you know your animals, if you know mm. your beasts, you can... Yeah, an, an onion druid is, is virtually unstoppable. Mm.
1: What about you, Taline? Uh Well, I was just talking about um, one that hypothetically I want to do, which is... Uh, uh, a rogue. Now, um, rogues can get sneak attack damage in 5e whenever they have advantage because they apparently uh, take advantage of their opponent's distraction. And if you're a barbarian and you leave yourself open to attack uh, using. It wasn't a frenzy, it was reckless, a re- reckless attack. If they use a reckless attack, they give the, their opponent advantage on attacks against them, but they get advantage on that, that attack. So you can just do automatic sneak attack damage just by. <laughs> being reckless. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I I think could theoretically work out quite balanced. How
0: terrifying would that be though to be on the receiving end of that? Of a frenzied rogue, like a frenzied <laughs> barbarian rogue who just does way more damage than you're expecting. Yeah, well that's yeah.
1: I mean at higher levels that can go up to I think it goes up to like 66. Jesus
2: Christ. Um first sneak attack.
0: Yeah, ridiculous.
1: And, and if I'll, you crit too. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, so
2: I I was telling you of a character that I had played because I Mm. did a totally random character and ended up with an elf barbarian with terrible strength. Um, and so to counteract that, after I took Rogue, I managed to get a a flame tongue sword. So that was the 2d6. And so it was just, yeah, when when I crit, which I, I have the unfortunate, um, ability to seem to do at will oh, no. um, it was it was
1: a lot of dice I've, so for those of you who have not seen Zane has this giant glass of uh, of, die, um, of dice. I do of dice and I'm just assuming that Zane knows exactly which ones are most likely
2: to crit and chooses them the ones that I roll are the most likely to crit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you, 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 the very we, touch of God <laughs> rubs off onto these dice. At
3: the table, we often, like, you know, demand him to change dice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
0: hell changes many times you want. But, it, but
2: it's, not, it's not just the dice that I roll. It's also the dice that are rolled against me. Just things mm, they, work out for you. Yeah. So I, I, have, I have a talent with, with dice and playing cards. Oh my God.
3: So you can't even, like, insist that they're loaded dice or anything because it's you you as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, so let's get into the episode proper. So what we do here is we bring you three plot hooks based on a random Magic the Gathering card and a random word, uh, Inspiration. And we do that in the manner of a... (coughs) in the manner of a magic trick. We start out with a pledge, which is the basic seed of the idea. Then we go on to the turn, which is fleshing out that idea a little bit more, bit of history, bit of description. And then finally the prestige, which is how we include that idea into the game and include your players. So the card that we are taking inspiration from this week is called Worldfire. Does anyone want to describe what that card looks like? Uh, if I may? Yes, yeah, please yeah. do. So You're we, a man of words. Uh, oh, thank you very much.
3: I'd like to think so.
2: <laughs> Perhaps one day I will be paid. Please. Perhaps happens. one day you'll post an episode.
3: Oof. <laughs> 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 and it cuts like a knife. Um, <laughs> so in this image of World Fire, we have a very ashen kind of earth in the foreground with a wide-standing kind of figure... I would say quite wizardly looking. Yeah, yeah And before him, it looks like whether it's background or sky, it's like a fiery rift in this in this great maelstrom kind of spiral and it's just a world it looks like the world is being literally engulfed in this fire that it almost it seems like he is creating would i be either
2: he's creating or he's trying to fend off he's trying to stop it yeah yeah yeah. so everything is on fire except him and there's a strange
3: kind of fiery halo directly above him which i don't know what that could be if it's a shield if it's a catalyst to do the world fire or if it's a portal who knows i guess we're about to discover that in our little hooks
2: and yeah so just for the effect of this card costs nine mana to cast. Yeah. And it exiles all permanents, exiles all cards from all hands and graveyards and each player's life total becomes one. So so this is the kind of when
0: you know you're going to lose, you bust this 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 guy out yeah, this for, is, for the 50-50 chance. This is yeah. scorched earth. And, <laughs> yeah, and with this in mind, you'll notice
3: that in the foreground there are fallen swords and Ooh, fallen yeah. bodies and armour. Yeah. So this battlefield has been cleared. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> the world the world beyond this fire appears to to awesome.
2: not exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's just yeah. nothing beyond this. Like, all
3: I could say is it's some
1: sort of
2: hole, a vague rift. <laughs> <laughs> and the word is provoke. So... Who would like to go first with their pledge? I guess I will. Matthew, yeah, yes. love it.
3: All right, so uh, I'm diving straight in. So forgive any uh, meanderings and uh, babble, babble you could say. Why are you babbling when you could be diving? <laughs> babble on, dear Matthew. All right, here we go. We're going to dive on in. So you walk into. I got him.
1: He laughed at one of my puns.
2: <laughs> no, I shook my head and grimaced at one of your puns. That's a laugh. What are you I'll talking take about? That
3: reactions are good that's that's progress usually it's just stone wall contempt um so <laughs> old matty has found being the practical historian and the passionate literary and historical nerd you could say that he is he's strolled into a battlefield it is empty swords are everywhere fallen armor who knows when this battle happens old matty certainly doesn't and in the in the field in this battlefield, there is a figure. Now, old Maddie, like any party, would go up and talk to him. He has three riddles. Upon answering all three, of surprisingly ease, of surprising ease, if answering all three, he scowls. And I'm going to end it there.
2: Okay. So, what are you making here? What are, what are you pledging here?
3: Oh, yes, I am making a magic item. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So you found someone. Yep. You've answered some riddles.
3: Yes, and um, he scowls and he hands you box of tools.
2: I, I wasn't asking for explanation. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify what we're <laughs> dealing with here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Well, who who shall we go to next?
0: Uh, I'll I'll give it a shot next. I haven't fully fleshed out my idea, but you know yeah, that's, that's what you guys the are seed. for. Yeah. It's so totally the seed of the idea is uh, yeah. So I got adventure. And I'm thinking like this is a this is you can't look at this picture and not and have it be a small adventure. This is cataclysmic. This mm-hmm. is huge. This is doomsday. So running with that doomsday theme, I like the idea of uh there, there is coming a time of the great is the word conflagration? Conflagration. 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 Yeah. yeah. There's gonna be the world's gonna end in fire, basically, and maybe there's one crazy hobo guy who uh who knows about it. And uh, no one no one believes him, but he's on the streets and he's he's gonna let everyone he's know that it's blocking
1: bridges and locking himself to gates. Okay, yeah, so yeah. what you
2: have is a <laughs> doomsayer yes. wandering around saying the world will end in fire why is yeah. no one listening yeah, to Yeah, yeah, he's like can't uh, relate. Someone <laughs> listen to me. Okay, okay, timely, yeah. timely yeah, t- yeah. timely topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well let's uh let's go on to Tully. Fantastic. So I'm, uh, I'm looking at a
1: big bad. Oof. yes. Lots of fun. <laughs> how, do how bad? Oh, very, very
0: bad. Like, like real bad.
1: Misunderstood. Doesn't but real bad. Doesn't pay his taxes. Bad. Oh, oh, worse, worse than that. And that's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Doesn't
2: pay his tradesmen. Bad. Yeah, it doesn't pay tradesmen or artists. No. <laughs> oh my god. That's the worst kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're making a big bad.
1: Yes, making a big bad. So. There's rumors of a, a series of cabins that's scorching hot that all you can hear upon entering is screaming, just one person screaming uh, out in pain as if they are constantly experiencing the most most horrendous punishments you could uh, give to a mere mortal. And if you choose to, to accept, you would explore these caves and try and find the source, try and find this poor soul who is being tortured and you find what seems to be a very humble and almost racked by uh by madness man with flaming cuffs locked in place
2: okay that is that is a great image so a screaming man flaming cuffs screaming yes and screaming
1: and screaming and screaming and did i mention there's some screaming <laughs> okay <laughs>
3: are you okay <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone ask him if he was okay? I couldn't tell.
1: I actually, I can, th- I can take these off at any point. I just, no, he's I just, just, really yeah, just <laughs> here for a laugh, mate. Not really. It's great. Just waiting for a mate.
2: <laughs> okay, well let let's go back to the start. Let's, there you let's go. All right, back
3: back back to, to all muddy. All right, so he's pretty much. You've you've answered his riddles. He thought they were a lot cleverer than 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 they were. <laughs> so you've provoked him uh, 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 uh. so he's like all right if you're so smart figure this one out and he turns around and he summons and this battlefield is looking over a great instead of like a sky it's actually like a great gorge of like barren more barren wasteland that's like down a shelf and he creates a flaming sea it is a maelstrom as we see in the picture just like the spiraling kind of uh, do we do, do we all know what a maelstrom is? Mm, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, a whirlpool. It's like, oh yeah, it's a wh- oh yeah, a flaming whirlpool. Yeah. And you open the box and I'm guessing you've has got a magic person in the party. You can de- you detect if you detect it that these tools are magical and all of the armor in the battlefield and the swords and all of it it starts to melt into raw material. Should, right. I, should I leave the turn there or what are you
2: making again?
3: I'm making a magic item, and I've got the back of the card, and I'm turning it
2: also into a dungeon. And <laughs> you okay. realise you can do just one thing. <coughs> Never. <laughs> okay. So you're making a magic item. Yeah. And so is it the tools that are the magical item?
3: The so the I'll uh, shall I re-
2: t- reveal it now? Well, I firstly, firstly, yeah. We need a name. Okay. Uh, the either of the person or of the item, I guess. I, all right. Well. The,
3: Spoiler alert <laughs> for my super epic arc of a magical item. I can't wait. It's the ship for in, for many any occasions. For ship from any occasion. Oh, the some ship. The ship from, from any, any occasion. occasion. For, for any occasion. Yeah, makes more sense.
2: And um, um, yeah. Okay, so you've met this guy. You've answered his riddles, and he's like, oh, "They were really hard. So shut up." Yeah. And yeah. then he's lit a gorge on fire yeah
3: he's created this like it's like liquid it's liquid fire kind of like it's a whirlpool yeah. of flame and you realize to take magic that these tools have fabricated them and now you're surrounded by raw material that is not any ordinary metal
2: okay-hm mm-hmm. right uh, okay so well let's let's go back on to Jack uh, okay so uh,
0: hmm let's go let's go with a uh, a small reveal I think he's this crazy guy who i'm gonna call malvin let's give him let's give him kind of
2: like a your doom savers malvin
0: yeah yeah kind of a like an old man wizardy name because he is an old man wizard in fact he is a divination wizard and something he saw broke him uh and he knows this is coming and he's 100 percent correct but what he doesn't know is that he's the one causing it um right in in a kind of butterfly effect style by prophesying the end of the world in a great
2: fire thing he's going going to be indirectly causing it i think i think that yeah no well absolutely if he starts out as a doomsayer so like Mm. and your party kind of runs into him yeah yeah like at the very start of of their journey and then when they come back to where they were from maybe he's still a doomsayer but there is a cult Built up yeah, around I the doom that he's I think saying.
0: He, I think he's like you know we got to we got to take all fiery magical items away from everyone. And we got to yeah. stockpile them away, and who knows what what that's going to do? Yeah, a you st- put them next to each other.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so we have we have Malvin the the something. Uh, the Malvin the portentous. <laughs> <laughs> I I almost want
0: to call him a cult
2: leader, but he's not yet. He see I, I I don't think he's a leader see no, i I, rec- no, I think Melvin is the is the like the, he is broken mm. and so this cult has kind of built up around him and they treat him kind of like as an oracle yeah that yeah. like they they listen to what he's saying but they interpret it they've they've got in to a, interpret a different way it. Yeah, yeah that's a great that's a great antagonist uh, yeah. like group to put into because it. then yeah. like you could try and save malvin mm. by removing him from the cult yeah. Uh, or, or yeah there's a whole bunch of different yeah. like hooks that you can take from that situation so instead of life mm. of brian we've got life of malvin <laughs> or just like the oracles He's a very of delphi naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the oracles of delphi that were like kind of sacrificed to this life of yeah. Being poisoned mm. oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> hallucinating. <laughs> Bloody <hell. laughs> Check
1: out um, our library's episode. No, our divination, divination episode, episode of, of, Deep of Deep Deep. Dungeon Deep Dive for a little more on that. Uh, well, okay. So, back Beautiful. to your big bad in, in screaming agony. So, um, should you manage to remove these these manacles, um, you get to meet this, this person who goes by Peleus Flintstep. Peleus Flintstep. Yes. Sounds like a Dwarven name. I yes. It, I love the name, though. Mm, uh, well, I, it's... I, I think it is a Dwarven name. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, so, Peleus Flintstep, who is very eager to get out of this place... Um, well, he's been trapped He's been screaming for trapped eons. here for yeah, yeah. longer than they can remember. And so, Peleus offers to, uh, to take us all out. And so, with what seems to be a, a skip and a step a ring of flame appears and through they go. And presumably you follow into a forest where you appear unharmed. The forest, however, has definitely been scorched <laughs> by this travel. Pellias seems happy enough to continue on and uh, offers you the next leg of the journey and step away. So,
2: in... Have you ever played through Minds of Fendalva?
1: No, I haven't.
2: Only the, only the beginning. <laughs> so, in that... In that adventure, there is kind of... There's this this area that the dwarves are trying to defend where they can make magical items. Um, and in a very famous podcast, The Adventure Zone... Uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard of it. <laughs> You've yes. heard of it. Um, that plays out in a way that it is some sort of ultimate uh, fiery hammer that the bad guy gets and uses and everything is destroyed by this uncontrollable fiery thing. Uh, What I like about you is that he's just like, he has total control over it, <laughs> yeah. So the switch is going to come at some point. That's what I'm, I'm waiting for in yours. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the really good thing about your big bad is you're, he's like, oh, yeah, that was really painful. Thank you. Here's some just um, off-the-cuff magic that is amazing and you've never seen anything like it before. Let's just keep walking through the forest, you guys. Not yeah,
1: problem. exactly.
2: It's <laughs> like scorching the forest by transporting there, right? Exactly.
0: I'm like so he, he's in... he's actually causing a lot of damage this is, this is something that
1: I've kind of a uh, spiritual sequel to thun- the spell Thunderstep I'm imagining this is more like a dimension door with a ring of fire
2: oh that's cool oh yeah or maybe he's uh, like true Pyromancer style he can cast mm. any spell but any spell that he casts is comes fiery with, comes yes, from exactly. fire yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah but this is the this is where the name Flintstep comes from of, is course. This, yeah. uh, of
1: course is this fiery
2: uh, transport Okay, well that, that's a that's a great that's a great um, turn. Well, let's go back to Matt for Fantastic. the for the uh, prestige. All right,
3: so looking on this uh, box of tools, uh, once again there's a riddle engraved on the inside of the lid, and it's like solve this, solve idiots. solve this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, it's quite easy, and it becomes clear that these these tools can um, have fabricate in them, but all they can, the only thing they can fabricate are ships it's just like it's a shipbuilding kit so you if um hopefully in time your party members realize okay we can build a ship with these tools that's your mat um and then um you build like a from the raw metal of the melted weapons and the melted armor you can build like an onyxian flame resistant ship and you can sail it into the flame whirlpool and then that becomes our dungeon and then as our adventurers kind of solve each level of this kind of Maelstrom Dungeon. Mm. Um, There are tiers of it, so you go through the fire bit, and so there'll be like an infernal crew of demons who board your ship, and it's very swashbuckling. Then, of course,
2: we can't have Matthew Guest without swashbuckling. Of course, it's like (laughs) (laughs) uh,
3: Er 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 Errol Flynn's there for some reason, (laughs) because we all know he's in hell, (laughs) and um, he he takes the set, and then um, as you go through the flame kind of sea it turns into an air sea, so it's all gushing air and you've got to change the ship really quickly to one that can kind of f-
2: sail through air. Okay. So, mm. so the, your hook is these tools that basically allow you to create, mm. maybe, maybe there it's a specific kind of fabricate. So you have to make a vessel and you have to kind of like adapt that vessel on the fly. Exactly. Um, Because, yeah, I think think that's a really interesting way to do it because that's a great resource that isn't just kind of like, okay, you have a flying ship. It's like, no, you have a flying ship, but now you're going into a place where that flying ship doesn't work. How are you going to fix it? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, what do we have on the flame ship that can (laughs) survive? And it's like, okay, we can turn the sails
1: into the ship itself. And then you're in like a little dinghy that's floating in the air. Yeah, Then you go to, strikes me as a... A shipbuilder's kit designed for the the planes of the elements. Yeah, so it's like the elemental shipbuilder's yeah. kit.
3: <laughs> the pla- the yeah, the
1: planeswalkers walkers like yeah, the planeswalkers kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, that well, I think we got a, a new name. <laughs> <Isn't that great>? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to leave home without your kit. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then, of course, I like the idea that the dungeon ends on the sea. And yeah. everything's calm, and you have this box, and it's yours now because you survived the dungeon. Mm.
2: And the ship disappears, and you start sinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the real adventure starts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So, what did we end up calling it? What would he? The uh, Elemental Shipbuilders Kit. Elemental Shipbuilders Kit. Mm. Okay, back to Jack. So we have uh, your we have this cult built up around your doomsayer. Mm. Um, how? How do you imagine including the players in on this? Is he telling the truth and do the players know that or is he inciting the players to bring about oh, almost certainly the the the
0: second one there. It's <laughs> it, every it's like uh everything this guy does through just cuz he's maybe a little bit broken indirectly will cause will cause the end of the world. Yeah uh so the players if they find that out have to decide like do we have to kill him do we have to kill this old man can we not just you know lock him away where he's no troubled or anything like you, you the players don't know what damage this guy will cause unless they themselves can see into the future as well yeah so maybe you know maybe if they they cotton onto that they could like I think there's a lot of ways you can go with this kind of hook. You can either ha- the players might try and save this old man, and they, you know, research ways at fixing a person and restoration. Maybe visit a, a place of healing. Uh, or you.
2: So I, I think in this one, the interesting thing is, it's the Terminator. It's the it's the Terminator philosophy. Is the future set, or mm. can you change it? Yeah, um, yeah. Because if the future is set then I think the the idea of your players somehow knowing that this catastrophe is happening and trying to fix it and therefore bringing about the end, or <laughs> if the future <laughs> isn't set and they know that this... It's a possibility. That, I, yeah. Well, that this guy, because he thinks that it is set, is
0: bringing it about. I, I like the idea yeah. that maybe it's not definitely going to happen, but it will happen unless the party... You know, does something? something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what did we end up, Malvin? Uh, what did I call this? Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's go with uh, um,
2: Malvin the Doomsayer. Yeah, let's let's go with that.
0: <laughs> Malvin the Doomsayer. Hmm.
2: Okay. So tally. Beautiful. So uh, we've cut back to
1: the party and Flint Flintstep, and um, as you as you talk and as you travel, um. Peleus seems increasingly agitated and wanting to, to s- stretch their metaphor- metaphorical legs um, to explore, to use these abilities that they haven't been able to use for well for as long as they've been locked up. And let's let's you've just you've got a s- cut, fire will fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fire fixes everything. Fire will fix that. Um, and wants to move around and get places and do things and is leaving more and more. Scorched earth in the process, and clearly your your players will be upset about this. They'll maybe suggest very calmly if they're diplomatic, or maybe a little more aggressively if they're not, um, that maybe we should just cool it on the fire magic for a second because people could get hurt and things are already on fire. <laughs> but as as somebody who has been imprisoned for this this fire magic before, the more they are. Uh, confronted, the more they're provoked about what they're doing, the more aggressive they become and the more insistent they are that they're using this. They have a gift and they are doing it.
2: I definitely think that they should have the trauma of being restricted Mm. Um, it keeps coming back to that I think and make that ground this big bad in the way that they were treated by the people who captured them in the first place Mm. so they keep saying keep referring to players as like that is exactly what those people said you you can't be trusted and and then turning them into the big bad
1: that way this is where the moment the moment that anyone decides to try and hold them to try and restrict them to try and imprison them in any way shape or form they they snap this is Mm. historically what has happened to them and this great wreath of fire appears appears around them, scorching everything everything nearby, and they disappear. And off in the horizon you can hear more and more of these wildfires start.
2: Just along the horizon just just, just a trail of mushroom clouds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like someone's
0: either sending a lot of smoke signals or <laughs> you, you pull out your spyglass, you look at it, it's like, yep. Hope lost.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as he's stepping from place to place, and they explode. So are the um, beacons lit? Nope. They are now.
0: <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> I like. I like kind of diving into who did that to him as well, because that's something mm. we didn't really touch on. But it's it, no, mm. who who worked out his powers. Why did they lock him up? Why did they just leave him in a cave? Where the guards? And why
2: didn't they just kill him?
0: Yeah, if they yeah. were doing so yeah. much. Does he does he embody fire? Because that kind of feels like how he's acting when he when he is like, "How dare you!" And fire everywhere. Hmm. Can't contain fire. It's a really interesting character that
1: I
2: would love to flesh out a bit more and do a, a bit of character study on. Yeah. and so I think that that's maybe where the where the hook is is that your players have to track down these people that did it before because they have no concept of how to. Avoid this person Mm. who's entirely immune to fire and uh, nuclear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I guess the only hint you could have
3: to that is like it's often a thing I've noticed with like traumatized people and stuff. Where it's like when they get really worked up and defensive, it's almost like they relive the original event. Yeah. So they would. So as you get them more and more upset, they would call you by the name of the person who trapped them originally. So suddenly you've got a name after they've vanished <laughs>
1: yeah and you've got this historical yeah um, thing to find and you yeah. can go back to the cave yeah, yeah true. and yeah. you
2: can go back to where they were imprisoned mm-hmm. alright so that is Peleus Flintstep it is Melvin the Doomsayer yep and the elemental Ship shipbuilders Builders kit alright well that, that that is another episode done and dusted if you want to use any of those hooks in your game, please feel free to. Uh, as always, we are produced under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial No 4.0 international license. That means that you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give the appropriate credit, but don't use the material for commercial purposes. No, remix, transform or build upon the material anyway for profit. Just give us some credit. Yeah, we want to know would, what you've done. And we would love to hear how you use these in your game. There, I could use... Any three of these in a game, and I probably will. So, uh, fair warning to those of you listening who I play in games with. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you very much, Tully. So, we can find you on Dungeon
1: Deep Dive. Is that correct? Yes, every Wednesday we drop a new episode exploring different elements of fantasy worlds. So, we've already uh, talked a little bit about our divination episode, and I accidentally mentioned the libraries episode. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes uh, are coming out in future between recording
2: and release. This will definitely be released after your library's episode. Fantastic. Well, you may even catch a couple of extras on top of that. Okay, thank you once again, Jack. Uh, Thank you again for having me. A lot of fun. You're welcome. Back anytime you wish. Yes, I did it, (laughs) (laughs) And Matthew's here as well. I am here as
3: well. Old Maddie from Delicious Word Sandwich, where if you go there, you'll find some more ludicrous old Maddie adventures and I get into many a pickle and sometimes read a book.
2: <laughs> and tell you about the book. <laughs> and tell you about the <laughs> yeah, book. That's, that's, that's the, the majority of it. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us again. We'll be back same time next week with more Plot Hooks. Until then, Nick, keep playing games, everyone. Bye.
3: Farewell. See ya. Good morrow, mine chiottis. Tis I, your once-in-future pal Old Matty. Through fortuitous wheeling and ordealing, Old Matty bamboozled, hoodwinked, and duped himself an official That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Delicious word sandwich! The only podcast that transforms literary readables into scrumptious edibles, and the only literature podcast ever made, probably. Get a questionable recipe and an impeccable book breakdown all in one by the month as Old Matty reviews a New Yorker short story, shares some advice from the almighty titan and Old Matty's idol, Ernest Hemingway, then finally transforms every element of classic novel into ingredients. Example? Marvel as I turn the Maltese Falcon's cynical characters into smoky bitter cheese, and its hard-boiled plot into an egg. Shell included! All the while, Delicious Word Sandwich chronicles old Maddie's madcap misadventures in which he conquers death. So be sure to catch Delicious Word Sandwich on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and in your demonically possessed spaghetti. Until then, farewell, my kiattis. That's Not Kind of
2: Productions podcast. Hiya, Mom. Just a quick call to Mum as you stand at the fridge door. After you'd rushed home along the road you know backwards, after the last-minute email about the lunchtime meeting that you went straight into, after the morning meeting that you rushed to, after you woke from your sound sleep, after you stood at the fridge door and reached for the cheese that takes you somewhere delicious. Today and every day since 1912. Charleville's a great place to start. Quick question, what were you doing at exactly this time yesterday? If you were applying for a business loan from Linked Finance, you'd already have an answer by now. If you're getting back in business, we can help you access fast, no-hassle finance with credit decisions within 24 hours. It only takes two minutes to apply online with an answer within 24 hours. Cut through the banking bureaucracy with Linked Finance. Just search Linked Finance today. We're
0: open for business.